ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. On this week's show, we talk about the very sudden Lamarcus Aldridge retirement announcement. We take a moment to appreciate Steph Curry, the man who changed slash ruined the game of basketball forever. We have a look at the injury bug, see who it's biting. Is it real? Is it a thing? We'll have a look. We have a look at the remaining NBA schedule and the implications for the play-in tournament. We bring out that new segment from last week, the pick and roll. We introduce a brand new segment called Basketball Bacon. Then we run down NBL's round 14. And as always, we crack open the everful mailbag. We know you love this week's show. Welcome to Ball Don't Lie Australia, episode 15. I am Dan Donnellan, and joining me, as always, the production maestro, Mal Crawford. The big dog. Big dog. Um, Both of us teachers, mate. We've had the two weeks paid holidays, and now we're back at work. How's it been going? Uh, The holidays were brilliant. Um, Mm. The work, ah, it's alright. Pays the bills? Ah, oh, pays the bills and, you know, it's not the worst gig in the world. I mean, today we had a cross country, so I didn't run, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, got to stand outside, beautiful day, cheer on some kids. You know, I, I don't know how you could do any other job sometimes. And the weather was absolutely spot on today pretty um, choice wasn't too sunny uh, wasn't too hot you know still a bit of good bit of sun ah oh, what a time to be a teacher eh <laughs> yeah well, as a PE teacher I, I love the autumn and spring months but mm-hmm. um winter's a bit cold summer's a bit hot and the other ones are just right uh, oh come so. on mate you're a PE teacher surely you've got those shiny trackies from the 90s that just <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you coming you go. A yeah, here you coming and keep you warm because it's certainly not a a natural fiber that occurs in nature. Oh, just not a long pants person, hey? Like no. it has to be cold <laughs> for me to be in long pants. I'll always throw a jumper on, but yeah, not really a a long pants kind of guy. But oh look, mate, is the, it is. The mother-in-law's a whiz on the sewing machine. Do you want me to? I, I can get her to do a pair of cutoff. Are those tracksuit pants? Oh, lovely. I'd love a three-quarter design. <laughs> three-quarter? Oh, I was going to go like classic, you know, Jordan 90s, up well above the knee, John Stockton-y style look. Oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. could start a new trend. Who knows? Yeah. All the students think I'm pretty cool. This will fix that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not much to fix, trust me. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Um, just thought we'd open up this week, Mal, um, a topic that was hot on everyone's lips, unfortunately for myself, but, Mm -hmm. um, Luka Doncic had a very acrobatic game winner against friends of the show, the Memphis Grizzlies. 
Yes. Friends of the show, the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I assume this was pretty tough to watch. Um, I imagine like all the news about your Gunners, but that's fine. Mm, gunners? Couldn't care less. Oh, Liverpool? Oh, whoever your <laughs> team so is. It shows how much I care. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a pretty magical little shot, that one. Like, uh, I quite liked it. And the time, I, I loved how Mark Cuban sort of basically ran onto the court and was like, no, no, that was a two. No, no, it was a three. Like, there was a bit of confusion <laughs> there about, you know, you know, what exactly was going on. But, you know. I mean, you saw the replay and it's he's way behind the line. But even watching it in real time, I thought it was a two. Mm. Just about everyone did. I think it's because he sort of, by the time the ball was going through the hoop, he was under the hoop. Yeah. So it sort of made you think, there's no way he was behind the three-point line. Oh, but, yep, he shot it from almost free-throw line extended, it felt like, by the time <laughs> he actually l- released the ball. But it was sort of, still pretty like, magical. It's like Jordan in Space Jam. That arm just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, despite it, resulting in a loss for my boys um one one heck of a shot and you know a bit of luck's involved but from all accounts i've heard is that he practices stuff like this a lot and he had the clip go viral just before that of him juggling the ball a basketball with his feet before hoisting it from well behind the backboard up and over and in and it was in a pre-game warm-up so apparently these sorts of shots and trickery is nothing new um to the slovenian well, I suppose when you're that good, you might as well try just ridiculous stuff. It's exactly why I try it all the time, unsuccessfully. Yeah, just the regular basketball. Is that what we're talking about <laughs> now? Because, uh, uh, look, don't get me wrong. I'm no, you know, I'm no Jordan-esque player, but I've seen your play, Tiger. Um, you're welcome. Um, yeah, I, I want, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't pay because I want my money back. <laughs> Uh, all good. On the upside, though, for your uh, for for your team, um, while the Mavs won that game, they haven't won a game since. So, yeah. You know, interesting little turn. They had definitely had an advantage. Um, I think the the Blazers and the the Memphis not sorry not the Mavs the the Mavericks really both had a chance there with um, the Lakers two big stars going down and really mm-hmm. but they haven't necessarily taken advantage, which is a shame, but. That's all right. This was still a, a gorgeous shot, even though, even though it hasn't led to you know, a few extra games. But this one, oh, if you haven't seen it, go and see it. Go, <laughs> go on YouTube. It, it's ridiculous. Like, I'd love the ability to do what he does. Just it, Yeah, oh. he, he's a magician with the ball. Um, mm. Pretty cool to watch. And he always gets these weird player comparisons. But the one I like the most is James Harden. And I think... He really does kind of play like James Harden mm-hmm. um, has evolved into. So, um, but you know, he's still his own player. And although the Mavs are very up and down, they are quite young. They have good veterans on that team. But you look at their two stars, and they're both young. So, mm. lots of years of building ahead, hopefully, and keeping Porzingis healthy and on the court. But you know, on their day, they're just like a Memphis or. You know, these other teams in that playing tournament race, they're just on their day, they can beat anyone. It's just yeah. they, they struggle to find that consistency to always have that day. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting moving forward. Obviously, um, Mr. Cuban has made his feelings pretty, pretty, profound, pretty profoundly strong about, uh, 
young Mr. Luca and how he's staying and mm. you know, the missus is going before Luca does. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, Cuban's just one of those special ones, isn't he? Just says what he thinks. Doesn't care. You love to hate him. But, mm. You know, I think any team would love to have him as their owner. I think so. Especially when you actually go back and look at some of the things he did when he first arrived. Like a lot of technical behind-the-scenes stuff that just, it makes sense, but previous ownership just weren't doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's only led to one, to one chip so far, but... Hell of a chip. Mm. <laughs> Hell mm. of a chip is one way to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Over Dirk. that team with that player. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was dirty. It was dirty. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, we've got a lot on the docket today, so... Huge. Let's jump in. Let's do it. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. This week, we got the news that LaMarcus Aldridge will be uh, retiring effective immediately due to um, ticker problems, not uh, not weakness, of course, just um, just purely irregular heartbeat and things like that. And he's made the decision to pull back from basketball immediately after it, uh, he had a rather weird and painful experience during the uh, Lakers game, mm. which, yeah, it'd be enough to scare the heebie-jeebies out of anybody. Um, mate, looking back at his career... What are your initial thoughts? A non-sexy star player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Tim Duncan, light, 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 light. Uh, yeah. Just in terms of you don't really realise what a star they were. Um, you know, he's, he's nowhere near Tim Duncan's level, but in terms of, you know, you're not going to look up LaMarcus Aldridge highlights and see these between-the-legs dunks and three-pointers from the car park and you're just going to see a guy that just got it done. You give him that ball in the mid-range and it's a bucket. Mm. Yeah, definitely a mid-range superstar. For me, I like to think of... Now, stick with me on this analogy. Um, I like to think of the... (laughs) Get comfy, everyone. Yeah. Uh, I like to think of the NBA as a chicken Caesar salad. (laughs) Is this at the MVP barbecues are being served there? (laughs) Look, it could be. I'll have a chat, you know. (laughs) We could knock this up. You've got your you've got your lettuce, you know, or your your lower level guys. You need them, but that's the bulk of what's there. And then we mm-hmm. work up. You've got your Caesar dressing, a little bit spicier. Um, then you've got your chicken, and on top you've got your your bacon, uh, bacon bits. They're the superstars. They're the absolute. That's the bit that everyone mm. picks off. Mm. Just that's the bit that everyone goes for. But then you've got your croutons. You can't have a chicken Caesar salad without croutons. But there's almost always a crouton or two left at the bottom of the bowl. It's one of those things. It's You need them, but they're not the sexy thing that everyone goes for. And LaMarcus Aldridge, for me, he's a crouton. The NBA, you know... Is he soggy at the end? You're talking the crouton <laughs> left on the bottom? It's, well, he's tagging out of his career. It's not going to so be very crunchy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for me... The NBA is a chicken Caesar salad and LaMarcus Aldridge is a crouton. You think you love them and then without them, eh, you notice that they're gone, but you don't need them, uh, or do you? Uh, it's one of those things. He's uh, Like you say, he's not sexy. It's it's just one of those, one of those things for me. He's a crouton. 
Well, you heard it here first. Yeah. Lamarck Soldridge is a crouton. Yep. Um, look, I'd hope that, you know, as he came to the Spurs, he changed his game up, stretched the floor. He's big. He was hoisting a lot of three-pointers by the end of times here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope people reflect upon his Portland days. So that first squad, the the what-if squad, I'd like to call them, with Brandon Roy and Greg Oden. You know, the what-if. Yeah. They were all healthy. Like, my goodness. Um, you know, the numbers are actually circulating around a month ago. I don't have them in front of me. I'm not going to look them up, but... Um, they were phenomenal together, those three, when healthy. Um, then you had him and Dame playing together and a few big playoff performances from LMA in, mm-hmm. in amongst there. Um, but as he said, like, he, yeah, he's not going to have those huge highlights or game winners and, you know, he's just a player he's, that got it done. He's not the bacon, mate. He's not the bacon. He's not the bacon, baby. Ever, you know, like you look at his career highlights, he's a seven-time All-Star. He was an All-NBA player five times, mm-hmm. which I don't know if a lot of people out there would know that. So five times he made an All-NBA team. That's pretty impressive stuff. One interesting comparison. Um, I know we just sat through your little Caesar salad analogy there, Mal. Sat through, yeah, on the edge of your seat, Tiger. I nearly yeah. fell off. It oh, was just, just that good. So good, yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear anything about like, parmesan cheese. I don't know where that fits in, but well, you know, you'll have to come back next week, mate. <laughs> um, just just have a listen to this comparison I found. All mm-hmm. right. So I I thought about you know the recent noise and also the way their careers ended are similar. So Lamarck Soldridge and Chris Bosch. Yes. So here are their averages. You can look this up on Basketball Reference, guys. This is where I got it from. Mm-hmm. Um, it is to be taken into account that Mark Soldier has played 130 more games than Bosch. Okay, but these are averages. Points. Aldridge, 19.4. Bosch, 19.2. Rebounds. Aldridge, 8.2. Bosch, 8.5. Um, assists. Both players, 2.0. Steals. Aldridge. 0.7, Bosch, 0.8. Blocks, Aldridge, 1.1, Bosch, 1.0. Blocks per game. Mm. Field goal percentage, both players, 49% from the field. Now, Hall of Fame probability, according to Basketball Reference. Yep. Chris Bosch, 99%. Mm-hmm. I believe it was ninety nine point one. I didn't didn't know if anyone was interested in decimal. <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge, yep, fifty percent probability. Yeah, fifty fifty. Convince me there is not the championships aren't taken into consideration, and then also try and tell me that that Heat team wasn't winning if you switch Bosch and Aldridge. Do I have to convince you? <laughs> no, I'd just like someone to try. And I mean, um, all these people are lobbying for Chris Bosch to be in a Hall of Fame, and I 100% agree, by the way. Mm. Um, but if he gets in, even if it's not first ballot for Aldridge, he's got to be in there. Yeah, look, for me, obviously the, the championships are going to mean a lot. Um, mm. and hey, Mitch Richmond. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, also, you've got the fact that 
Bosch was a part of that uh, Miami Big Three. They mm. guaranteed, like there was so much noise around these guys. Then they came up short, and then, then they got it done, and uh, like all of that noise was almost what. And while Bosch was the you know the smaller star of those three, um, there was always that noise around the three, mm-hmm. and Lamarcus never really had that now if we're so if we're just looking at the sheer numbers yes obviously they come out the same but like i've said from our day dot nba always loves that story and lamarcus never really had you know that he, he didn't get a chip there was no you know there's no that massive lamarcus moment that everyone thinks back to mind you there's probably not you know that many for bosch either you know for me, it's the pass to Ray Allen in the corner. <laughs> like that's one of my big Bosch moments. But I'm glad you bring up the three point percentage because I kind of was hoping you would because Bosch was known as that shooter, mm. and maybe Aldridge is known as that mid range specialist, which he absolutely was. Mm. One more stat for you, Hit. or as Coach Carter would say, one. <laughs> those are some stats for your ass. Three pointers, Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. Career 0.2 from 0.6 per game for 32 percent. Chris Bosch 0.3 from one shot per game for 33 percent, almost identical. So, yep, Bosch took a little, a couple more, um, but didn't really hit any more. So, I think Aldridge obviously his last few years with the Spurs is going to play a huge part in that percentage. Mm. And I don't think looking up his Portland numbers, which I haven't done to be fair, um, wouldn't show a lot of three point percentage from there. So no, probably yeah. not. But you've also got um, Portland is a smaller market, and he also, while he was the man after Kawhi left, of course. Yeah, with the Spurs, um, Bosch had that smaller market of, oh, I say small market, but Toronto, mm. where, you know, we are the North, they really love their stars, and then Miami, and then he stayed in Miami, and then obviously the, you know, so, whereas Lamar, Lamarcus, when he left, things weren't on good terms, necessarily, with Portland, mm. so, you Infighting know, with Dame. Yeah. Sort of who was the star. Exactly. Dame stayed. You know, Portland Portland fans love Dame, you know. Um, so he may not have that same just flat out true love from, you know, those two fan groups. Whereas Bosch, you know, oh, they love they still love him in Toronto and in Miami. You know, so yeah. um just to clear up, I will add on to that, but just to yeah, clear up the three-point thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Aldridge did play 130 more games than Bosch, mm-hmm. and Bosch has hit uh, 250 more three-pointers total. So definitely a larger clip from outside, but similar percentages is the trap I fell into there. But mm. um, just building off what you were saying there, Mal, Aldridge... I think it could be one of those what-if players. And there's heaps of them that haven't mm. won a chip. What if with Brandon Roy and Greg Oden? What if him and Dame sorted it out? What if Kawhi Leonard... Yeah, him and Kawhi. Know, yeah, yeah. 
because he could have had that whole dominate in Portland, just like Bosch did in Toronto, then move on to that championship contender, which he did with the Spurs, and it just didn't happen for him. Yeah. So, a bit of a what if um, for me, but... Definitely could have been. I think... Maybe he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think second ballot, um, he should probably be in there. Look, there's more than enough croutons in the Hall of Fame, so I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, uh, love a good crouton. Yeah, you know, you think you do, but do you? Ah, uh, 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 that, that's the problem with croutons, mate. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. It's time to bow down. Bow down to greatness, Mal. Oh, it's about time you recognise my greatness. (sighs) (laughs) In the words of a not-so-wise man, calm down, Tiger. Time to bow down to one Stephen Curry. Do you know why? Uh, Because he's pretty amazing. (laughs) The stuff this kid is doing on the basketball court right now... shouldn't say kid he's older than me mm. like 10 years younger than you but um we won't go there uh jeez <laughs> Take, taking that gunner's crack a bit you know personally aren't we? <laughs> yeah. hey, we've got to, got to have something on the show here mm. so mm. what this guy's doing is just unreal right now he's absolutely carrying this team and you know we think back to the early days of the pod and it was your dark horse mvp selection called it mate this story is developing. Mm. I mean, Joker, it's it's his to lose, but maybe Embiid's right behind him. But my goodness, there's a story developing out there in the Bay Area. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's currently he's at the barbecue. Um, he's just off to the side playing with the kids, mate. He's just Jokic is clicking the tongs uh, at yeah, the moment. Still clicking the tongs, mate. Yeah. Still clicking the tongs. What, what's Embiid doing? Is he upgraded? Uh, he's in the esky. In the esky. Getting a couple of drinks. Yeah. Getting a couple of drinks. Now that Donovan had come back with the drinks. Yeah. Until he uh, tripped and hurt his ankle. Well, you know. (laughs) Stumbled down the stairs (laughs) with the the cardo. Look, you know, someone's opening the tin of beetroot, so. Okay. But Steph's in amongst it, is he? He's He's sort of rocked up and he's. He's he's at the barbecue. He's playing off to the side with the kids. With the kids. So. Is that, is that a reference to him toying with oppositions right now? Uh, no, it was more of a basketball reference. He's at the Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let me just run through um, his April stats right now. Mm. 40 points or 41 points per game, really, if we mm-hmm. round up a little bit. Yep. Shooting 54% from the field. And 50% from three. He's hit 78 three-pointers, which is more than, not combined, but uh, I think it's five or six NBA teams have hit in that time period. Mm. So he's just on an absolute tear right now. And it, it sort of made me think back to, you know, arguments I've personally had with people, or not arguments, more debates of like, Steph Curry is in this perfect situation, a perfect system with perfect people around him. Would he be Steph Curry on a rat team? Yep. Yep, he's... he absolutely would be, and he is, and we're watching it before our very eyes because this team, you take Steph Curry off that team, they are battling with the heavyweights in Minnesota for that number one pick. 
I believe. Oh, come on now. That's not what Draymond Green would have you believe. <laughs> the greatest defender of all time. <laughs> Draymond don't got oh, this. Jesus. But my goodness, what a rubbish team if you take Steph off. And he is just absolutely carrying them right now with those numbers. Yeah, look, it's 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 pretty special what he's actually throwing together. Um He's so good after watching their game the other day. I actually went online. <laughs> on, to, on the webs? O- on the interwebs. Um, to actually, because it, it kind of been low-key bugging me for the last couple of years. What the hell Rakatan, their sponsor, actually was. <laughs> and what, what did you come up with now? Uh, it's one of them cash back buying things if you buy through <laughs> them you got this card and then you get money back when you buy through certain people and blah 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 funny enough companies um started in japan of all places mm. 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 there nice. you go i googled it so you don't have to but i only <laughs> did that just purely from the simple fact that like when you're watching a, um, a warriors game and curry's you know curry's playing and balling out the camera's always on him all the time. Mm. So after a while, it was just like, okay, fine, I give up. What the heck does this company actually do? <laughs> and yeah, like the other day when the, I was watching um, I was watching the Warriors-Celtics game, um, I was actually watching that with my little girl and not that, well, I say I was watching it with her. She was playing with something <laughs> while it was on. As um, far as anyone needed to know, you were watching. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the end, um, when we're the Celtics were up by three, I was like, nope, it's not enough. It's not enough. We're up by four. <laughs> nope, it's not enough. We're up by five. Okay, now now we're getting there. Mm. Yeah, he can't do that in one play, <laughs> unless someone does something, you know, Draymond Greeny and you know, double Marcus Texter. Smarty. <laughs> Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Yeah. Oh, that bloody um, shot he hit in that game. <laughs> yeah. that, where he got fouled and threw it up with his left yep. hand. Yeah, left oh, hand. Goodness. It literally just throwing it away. It wasn't a shot, like, in no way. If someone was to make a shot like that without the foul and all the setup that went into that, you just go, oh, God, that was all. Had that didn't deserve to go in. He, he just but, hoiks it up with his left hand, yeah. like just flips it up. Just it goes in, the ring. and he holds a gooseneck with his right hand as he struts down the court. <laughs> it's like what? He's just playing silly buggers out there. Yeah. It's good to see him just having fun and just enjoying his basketball. And I mean, mm-hmm. Kerr's got him shooting about fourteen three-point attempts per game. He's shooting fifty percent from there. What? Mm. Just say. Shoot 30 of them. There's one record that he doesn't have ah. that he might not have when he retires. And that's... Is this the, Clay's? That's Clay's record. Mm. And I, if you're shooting 50% right now, maybe get up 30 of them. That means you're going to hit 15. There's your record. It's, you don't want to own every shooting record but the most threes in a game. Especially when you... In, when you Basically, single-handedly reinvented the game with the three, <laughs> you know, the three ball. That would explain, and look, he's he's so good and just balling out at the moment, that that would explain why every almost day it is on my thread, there's a, at least a couple of links to Clay's, Clay's quarter or mm. Clay's, you know, Clay's highlights or this, that and the other, because I thought, well, how good was Clay? 
Clay won't even be back this year. Hopefully he comes back shooting well, playing well next year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, look, the Warriors need him. Steph needs him. But I think this whole playing tournament that Steph is clearly carrying his team towards, Mm. it suits that team to the ground. Um, Just like it would have suited those James Harden Rocket teams because you only have to win once. Yep. You don't have to win four times. Yeah, you've got one game. So you're either going to live by the three and you're going to blow out a team that you might not, should not beat, or you're going to miss a lot of threes and lose the game. (laughs) But that's a 50 50 shot. Mm. You know, if you've got to win four times out of seven, I mean, I'm no math teacher, but that's not 50% chance. Correct. (laughs) On both fronts. (laughs) Um, So, look. I don't know. I think as this MVP race heats up, if they go on an absolute tear here and start mowing down the teams ahead of them, who knows? <laughs> I mean, mm. Jokic had a huge game against Memphis today, which definitely helps his case. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Steph's dragging this rat team along and gets them in a good position, it could happen. I mean, people are talking about Wiggins being a contributing basketball player this year. Is he not? I I think so. I think he's been quite good at both ends for the Warriors. Um, And now with Wiseman down as well, which we'll get to um, Mm -hmm. pretty soon. But, you know, Steph's just got the ultimate green light right now. And, Mm. you know, if you've been someone that doesn't enjoy this modern basketball or you don't like all this three-point shooting... Just try and get over it like we've all had to. Go and watch this kid play because what he's doing right now is just absolutely unbelievable. And it's not going anywhere in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, three's worth more than two. And, you know, that just is what it is. But, you know, the the two will still have its place because it's still points. Not, not everyone's 100%. Not even... The great Steph Curry is 100%. <laughs> it just feels from like it. <laughs> so there's still a place for the two. It's just the game has changed. So Yeah, flick the game on, sit back and enjoy because he's 33 now. And, you know, at best he's got, you know, four or five years left and you never know what could happen on any day with him. So, Well, yeah. he was wearing a bum pad in that Celtics game, like <laughs> literally after the... Was it the the tailbone incident mm. where he fell on his butt? Um, yeah, was wearing a butt pad. Yeah, fun fact from the commentary team. <laughs> you got to look after that old caboose. Yeah, right. <laughs> ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. All right, we're at the business end of the NBA season. Less than a month till that planes tournament begins. So, yeah, it's creeping up on us very quickly. Less than four weeks to go. So, thought we'd just have a quick little look at some notable points about the remaining NBA schedule and some teams' playoff push. Um, So, just to remind the listeners, on May 18th, there will be the playing tournament. So, that's in each conference, 7 plays Mm 8th and ninth plays 10th. Um, the winner of seven and eight stays as the seventh seed. The loser plays the winner of nine versus 10 for the eighth seed. Okay. So 
Yep, you heard that right. A team like the Mavs can play fairly well all year, finish 7th, and a team can get hot towards the end like the Warriors mm-hmm. and boot them out of the playoffs. So, you know... Two games, gone. For people like Cuban and Luca, they don't like it very much. But as we said last week, if they were team number 10, they would love the idea. Mm-hmm. And it certainly makes for some fun, fun basketball over that weekend. Uh, which will certainly include uh, my team, Memphis, and possibly your team, the Celtics, as well. But I think they might creep up the standings a bit and avoid uh, that. I think we're but we're pushing towards today. Might suggest class. otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> but they've been pretty good as, as of late. The Celtics. Yeah, we are tied for wins. With the Atlanta Hawks are in fourth, but they've played one less game. So, mm. uh, and the Knicks have yeah. Same, they've uh, Celtics and the Knicks both have thirty-one wins and twenty-seven losses, but the Celtics are on top. So, and the the key to that East first round is to finish fourth, fifth, because you don't want to be playing those big three in round one. Yeah, I'd rather not. Rather not. Was it you got the seventy sixes, the Nets, and the Bucks? So, yeah, look, I'd I'd rather take on the Hawks. Even when mm-hmm. they're with their new coach and you know the winning record that they have there, um, they still haven't been super amazing against the high-powered teams. Not that the Celtics have been wildly amazing against the high-powered teams lately either, but um, you know, I'd still rather take the Hawks than the Bucks, the Nets, or the Seventy Sixers in the first round. Mm-hmm. Definitely for sure, um, or even the Knicks, but. The Knicks are just the the fact that the Knicks have a damn good chance of just making the playoffs just on own merit merit. Yep. Not requiring the play in. Like we said, you know, last couple of weeks. It's actually miraculous. Like realistically, genuinely miraculous. But well, no one would have picked that before the season, that's for sure. <laughs> not unless they've picked it for every season <laughs> for the last twenty years um. plus. This East race is really heating up. You've got two games separating fourth and eighth, mm. which is crazy. So those seeds can all change um, just on a couple of good or bad games. And eighth is the Hornets with if Lamelo's coming back, mm. depending on how he... If he comes straight back in like he was, that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, still got Haywood out, though, for the Hornets, so... We'll have to see how, you know, how they go. But they've held on a lot better than I thought. With those two out for those extended periods, especially when we thought Lamelo was gone for the season, mm-hmm. um, I thought the Hornets were just gonna slowly drop, 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 drop right out of, you know, keep going all the way down. But to their credit, they haven't. They're still within touch. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm also looking at that. 10 spot just mm. to creep in there the bulls wizards and the raptors are all separated by just half a game yeah um chicago and washington are tied um chicago does hold the um tiebreaker in that instance but levine is out for at least another week or two mm-hmm. he's in um covid protocols the bulls have the third toughest schedule in the east remaining including five back-to-backs over the next three and a half weeks. Ooh, Washington 
has found their mojo. They are playing really well, and they have one of the easiest schedules remaining. Mm. So they very well could mow down the bulls here. But then you've also got the Raptors just... They're starting to find a little bit. They're, they managed to get Ken Birch from Orlando uh, in the waiver pickups and, or just after the waiver expired for him. And they've found a center, sorry, Bainsey, that can contribute to winning. And he's he's been playing well for them. So wouldn't count the Raptors completely out yet. But I think those three teams, there's a bit of a battle to the death that we're going to see coming up here. Yeah, I can't see the Cavs making up the four games they need. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Sexland is back <laughs> and losing. <laughs> Go, guys. Yeah. Uh, I can't see them making that up. Um, I'd say if, so everyone past that point, let's let's be honest, they go on. Um, but it, look, it'd be one heck of a thing for like your Wizards or your Raptors or even your Bulls to get into the 10th spot. Knock out ninth, somehow make it in, and then, you know, even just for for where they are now to get into the genuine playoffs, and make some noise in the first or even, you know, as ridiculous as it might sound, the second round would be a huge win for them considering where they are now. Um, I can't see it, but it could happen. That's that's what this playing idea sort of gives the league, so. It'll be an interesting thing to see whether they whether they run with it again. Like especially if one of these teams comes from absolute nowhere and you know just knocks out one of the others and there is millions of dollars on the lines for these teams. Mm-hmm. Like you know tens of with the with the TV rights and all the playoff games, you know, especially for you know for series goes for seven, every time we tune in they get paid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be very interesting. I can't wait. Can, can I just ask you a quick question? Oh, yeah. Here we if go. I was to tell you at the start of the season mm. that um, come post-All-Star break, there'd be a point in the season where the two largest winning streaks in the league are the Knicks and the Wizards, would you have taken my money and run? <laughs> because that is the case. The Wizards have won five straight and the Knicks have won six straight. They both have... The biggest win streaks in the NBA as we speak. Wow. <laughs> um, and the Raptors are third with three in a row. Jeez. So, um, you know, they're finding their mojo at the right time of year, I guess. Mm. Um, Knicks have been pretty solid all year, though, to be fair. Yeah, they have been. And they've had some teams, you know, do some silly stuff along the way, like mm. the Pelicans um, the other night. All they had to. Do is play D and you yep. know, stay out on their men, not not allow a three point shot, and they did. But you know the Knicks still got up in OT and won the game, so you can't begrudge them the win. And yeah, they're actually they're actually doing it. Mm. I know we sound surprised at this a lot, but they're actually doing it. <laughs> like oh, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um. Out in the West, not a. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of changes. Um, at the top of the standings there, you've got the Clippers two games behind the Suns. Why that's interesting? The Suns are, I don't know, they're a bit up and down. Um, the Spurs set out half their team, uh, was it yesterday? 
or the day before. Um, I think it was the day before. Yep. Um, the Spurs set out half their team and beat the brakes off uh, mm-hmm. the Suns. And, you know, the Spurs even got fined for resting multiple healthy players. So yep. uh, that was pretty funny. Um, you know, but then the Suns come back and beat the Bucks in overtime today. So uh, keep an eye out here because the um, the Clippers have the third easiest schedule in the West. Mm-hmm. And the Suns have one of the toughest runs left as we come through the last month here. Two-thirds of their games are also um, on the road. So, Mm. tough road games. And, you know, luckily this year they have been um, the best team in the NBA on the road. But um, as wear and tear goes on and we get tired, you know, these things get a bit tougher. So, something to keep an eye on there, the Suns and the Clippers. And there's more and more stadiums with actual fans. Mm. Like... And that was one of those things with the, I know I'm going back to it again, but the Warriors-Celtics game the other day, there was only about 2,000 fans, but it actually felt, sounded like, and they weren't pumping in the, they weren't pumping in noise, it actually sounded like there was actual fans there. (laughs) It wasn't necessarily a packed house noise, but it was, it actually felt real, which was magnificent because the fake noise doesn't do it for me. But no noise, I think, is worse. Like, oh, 100%. So, yeah. Um, so as, as more and more stadiums open up to more and more people, that home ground, uh, home court advantage is going to come back mm-hmm. in a real, genuine way. So that could definitely you know, have massive implications for both those teams. Yeah, agreed. Um, another thing to keep an eye on is the the play-in standings. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, it sits as um, Memphis, one game behind Dallas. Golden State is two games behind Dallas, as are the Spurs. The Pelicans, they're three and a half games behind the play-in tournament. So mm. things are just dwindling for them, not looking too good, um, with only 15 games left. Um, that's a bit of ground to make up. But, Dallas yeah, now or never. You you don't have not going to talk about the Kings, no. No, no. no fair enough. <laughs> you mentioning them was more than they deserved on this show. Um, well, there's a few teams lower that I, you know, <laughs> won't. So, uh. Uh, Dallas has the easiest schedule remaining in the West, so they might look to consolidate that spot there. Um, May even hunt down Portland the way they're playing at the moment. Who knows? Um, the Spurs have the second toughest remaining schedule. And the Grizz are on a big road trip, as we mentioned before. Plus, they have the most back-to-backs remaining of any NBA team. So, look, the stage is set for Golden State to make some noise in there. With um, the Spurs and the Grizz got some tough schedules there. And... Um, both teams either resting players or got a few players injured as well. So, mm-hmm. Steph Curry, the floor is yours. Yeah. Look. The ball is in your court. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that got real ball dad real quick, didn't it? <laughs> just, it just has to go in there. The old ball in your court. Yeah, well, fair enough. <laughs> I prefer ball don't lie, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Never does. 
again, just sounds cheesy when you do it. <laughs> um, so this playoff push is heating up. We're going to keep an eye on it over the next few weeks. But as we've just mentioned, there's quite a few teams to just keep an eye on here and there's going to be some movement in the standings between now and the playing tournament. Mm. Definitely. And it, look, I like this as an idea. We'll have to see how it goes. Mm. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. The injury bug is biting. Or is it? Bum, bum, bum. Da-na-na. <laughs> Dan, what are your thoughts, big fella? Is it or isn't it? Well, look, long story short, even though we are going to get into long story. Uh, short version first, yeah. Yeah. Injuries, are there more? No. Are they more significant to the league? Yes. Would you like me to elaborate on that? Yes, please. <laughs> thought you might. So, look, they're talking about wear and tear at the moment, uh, which is a big thing. So the the schedule was condensed down um, into they took a month off the season, but only ten games. Okay, so ten games over a month is a game every three days, and that's what they've lost. Okay, um, injuries are technically down six percent from quote unquote a normal season. Um, however. This season and especially, I mean, they came up with the schedule and, and, and yeah, it was fine. But a lot of teams, you know, as a Celtics fan, you would know better than anyone. I think they've got the most games missed due to coronavirus. But mm-hmm. um, these teams that were just wiped out for a week or two at any time, mm-hmm. having to catch up games on the back end of the season here. Um, so I know for a fact the Grizzlies, as of two weeks ago now, I think it was, they don't have two consecutive days off for the rest of the season. And I'd yep. say Boston are pretty similar. Yep. Um, lots of, you know, four games in five nights. The Grizzlies are on a seven-game road trip right now, which is just mental. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just, just as like a little peek behind the curtain, not that I'm behind that curtain, but... Um, some information sort of come about that quite often this season, um, players are arriving at hotels, you know, if they've arrived in a city at around 2am and they're required to get up and be ready for a COVID test by 9am. So they're checking into a hotel at 2am and then they've got roughly seven hours to, you know, get upstairs, do whatever they need to do, get some sleep. And then get up at night, be ready at 9am for their COVID test. So Mm. the whole playing, coming out of the arena, hopping on a plane, flying to another city, getting five, six hours sleep, waking up, getting those god-awful things shoved up your nose and down your throat. And that's going to take a toll. they're magical, aren't they? For for anyone who's had a couple, I I got lucky with my first, the first person who did them, she she was delightful. She was very professional. She knew exactly oh, what she was lucky. doing. <laughs> the next person was also professional, but also wildly efficient. So it was rammed up and there. And sick of doing it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it all literally comes down to the you know the person who does it, which is, yay. Oh, I only had one, and I just they went so far up my nose. I just there was 
tears come down my face. Like mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. went so far up. Um, well, anyway, we're not you're here. You're a delicate to... flower. We all know this. <laughs> we're not here to talk about COVID tests. Mm. Um, I think the main thing with the injuries and why I said it's more significant than normal is here's a list of players who have missed time due to injury, not included. Not, this is not COVID protocols. This is physical injuries. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, Victor Oladipo, um, Clay Thompson, I might not include him. Um, he was hurt before. Mm-hmm. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Gordon Hayward, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Joel Embiid, Giannis. Okay, so in the in amongst that group, you've heard every single MVP candidate, barring um, Jokic mm-hmm. and Curry. But Curry's also missed a bit of games with the uh, Sawtushi, which we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then you've also and had to be Lund- fair, Embiid gets hurt every year. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't know if that makes your point or <laughs> hurts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Captain Jawbones, but still. But I mean, in amongst that group of players I just mentioned, a lot of them are their team's leading scorers. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got two of the top rookies of the year, Lamelo Ball and James Wiseman, who also are missing significant time. Lamelo mm. due back in a week or two, but Wiseman's yeah. season is done. I saw that about Lamelo. That'll be that'll be very interesting for the Roy race. He will be welcomed back with open arms. <laughs> ah, and I think it, I think it shows his mentality a bit too, like. He doesn't want to sit on the sideline. He he just he, it's kind of like Jar Morant mentality. Is like I'm not hurt. Let's go. <laughs> Little brother mentality. <laughs> is that the best you got? <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, let's do this. Come on, let's dance. <laughs> um, but I think with the injuries, yeah, it's just the the significance of the players that are going down, which makes it seem a lot worse than it is. Obviously, I haven't mentioned. Players like Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. I've just gone through the list. That lengthy list I just read out was star players mm. who have missed time to injury. So, you know, a lot of people wouldn't, you know, might not even know that Markel Fultz is missing the whole season or Jonathan Isaac might have forgotten about him. Um, but when someone like LeBron James is sitting out or Anthony Davis. Um, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yeah, Harden, Durant. Durant's just got hurt again with a thigh contusion, um, which is a bruise <laughs> just for anyone playing at home. Uh, it's, like, it's like you get corked, but anyway. Um, Harden's actually an interesting one. He's been surprisingly healthy. For his career or the season? For the career. Yeah, yeah. For the career. I think playing below the rim definitely helps with that and mm. shooting lots of threes, I think. Mavs fans should be happy because Luca will follow the same trend, I believe. Um, but, you know, Harden, hamstring. Rested it, came back, played four minutes, hamstring again. So that, to me, is wear and tear. And you look at Jamal Murray, and I think people were looking at saying, you know, is their fourth game in five nights? And whoa, 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 whoa. Jamal Murray did sit out all of the games before the one where he got hurt. Mm. Um, he had a sore knee. I mean, it was his other knee that he didn't hurt. So his opposite knee, he was sitting out with soreness. But guess what? While you're sitting out with that knee sore, guess what leg you're favoring? Guess what leg you're leaning on all the time? You're leaning on that other one. And then to come back out after that break and um, get injured in a, it was really a non-contact injury. is just sort of the way mm. he landed, I believe, or just before he took off, um, it could have been. And... You know, it's a very sad thing to happen. Uh, you look at... 
it's actually a rather unfortunate ad campaign has been has come out um with him and New Balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. at the end of the it, ones. he's like, ah. <laughs> and my first thought is, oh, that's his knee. Someone, <laughs> like, someone's, someone's touched his knee there. That's all he's done there. But, yeah, I know. see that ad every two seconds on KO at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, poor timing. <laughs> but I mean, but some of these injuries, like LeBron's ankle from Solomon Hill diving, that could have happened in game one of a normal season. Hmm. That's nothing to do with wear and tear. That just is what it is. Um, you know, KD with his contusion, because someone hit him in the thigh. You know, mm. you can't avoid that. Um, Gordon Hayward uh, was from a fall. Again, can happen in game one. These things happen. Uh, so whilst I do th- personally believe that some of these injuries are to do with wear and tear and the grind of this um, weird season, there are instances where it is just, that's just part of basketball. And... I think that's what the NBA wants people to sort of see a bit more of. Mm. Yeah, well, anyone can get hurt playing basketball. Like, yeah. Yep, that's so how I did time. my ACL. <laughs> Not fun times. Yeah. And definitely wasn't running as fast as Jamal Murray. No, I when I did my knee, I was actually playing AFL. And it was actually similar-ish in some ways to Jamal Murray. There was no one really near me. And I went up in the air and came down and I was in a heck of a lot of pain. <laughs> and I was like him on his new balance art, just screaming. Ah. Yep, that's exactly right. You're lucky you went up in the air. I was literally just running back on defense. I was running to, it was the end of a quarter and someone had cherry picked and I was running back to contest the shot. As I was running towards him, I just looked like I got hit by a sniper and down I went. And yeah, I didn't jump, nothing, just running. So oh, oh, it was a weird one. That's what I always said, mate. I'm, I'm much more of an athlete than you, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everyone agrees, so that's fair. Anyone who's seen his life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I guess just to circle back, the injury bug, it is biting, and the players that are going down are significant to the league, but I don't think it's necessarily more than usual. Nah. Um, so, yeah, it's just more noticeable with the star players, I think. Yeah, there's just a few bigger names. But they go down, especially in Bay, jeez. Yeah, big names. But most of them, other than Jamal Murray and Clay Thompson, are, oh, and Gordon Hayward, I think, due back before the playoffs. So, fingers crossed, as we get to the business end, mm. we have all that star power back on the floor, ready to battle it out. Oh, there's a lot of fantasy league and all sorts going on there. Not just playoff, but fantasy league implications for a lot of teams. Yeah, I'm not in the money anymore. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah. Good luck to those that are. Yeah. Let's let's hope we can you know avoid relegation this year. <laughs> and by we, I mean me. He's got good balance. He does not hit Danny. He sets the position. Larry Bird uses Danny on his move. He fakes here, and then Danny goes into him. That's how the pick and roll must be made. That's how any pick or screen should be made. All right. Thanks again to the legendary Red Auerbach for that sweet pick and roll action. Mel, time to get rolling. Oh. Or popping. Oh. Uh, 
Let's see how we go here. So we debuted this segment last week where we run a pick and roll, but if Mel's not really interested in uh, what's going on with uh, the pick and roll there, he might pop because he's just not interested. Yep. So here's some quick fire headlines from around the basketball world. Just give me a sweet roll if you're interested and a pop if you just want me to get out of there and go create something myself. No worries, buddy. What do we got? So, first up, an Aussie drafted in the top 10 in America. Let's roll with it. Pick and roll, baby. Pick and roll. Shyla Hill. Ooh. Hmm. May have heard of her father, but we're not going to focus on him because this is all about her. Shyla from um, playing up in Townsville there. Mm-hmm. She's been drafted number eight in the WNBA heading to Chicago. So nice. That's a big deal to go number eight. We're super proud of Shyla and we're sure that um, she's going to achieve some great things over there. I know they're excited to have her. And uh, we'll definitely be keeping an eye out and seeing how she goes in the upcoming season. So, any thoughts on, on Shiloh making it big over in the States? Oh, mate, it's definitely, um, for her to go eight is definitely a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and one story I did hear was, was it that she once, when she was six, told her dad she was going to make it? Mm. And she has. Like, that's cool. Yeah, no matter who her dad is. Yeah, and you, you had um, Charles Barkley come out this <laughs> this week's <laughs> saying that um, you know he was lucky that she made or that he had the daughter make it there because he's lucky that um, Barkley didn't kill Shane Hill at the mm-hmm. Olympics that yep. time. So the infamous <laughs> bust up. Uh, so yeah, but. You know, that that's just the Aussie fighting spirit, you know, to get chippy and we don't care who we're stepping up to as, you know, we'll stand up for what we think is, is right or, or wrong and mm-hmm. um, hopefully, you know, we see a bit of that same fire come out of um, Shiloh over there for Chicago. Look, fingers crossed. Hmm. All right. Let's um, set another pick for me there, Mal. Yeah, big dog. The it's Celtics add some front court depth finally. Oh, Oh, pick and roll. Oh, it's not that exciting, but I knew you'd be interested. You took the bait. Uh, the Celtics have added a big man that actually isn't a center nor that big. It uh, is former Dookie Jabari Parker. So yeah. in his first couple of games, look, he's he's actually contributed to some good basketball. He's mm-hmm. scrappy out there, grabbing some boards, getting some um offensive putbacks so you know it might be a little bit of a rotation piece there that he's always had the talent uh it's just a matter of can he stay healthy and can he fit into a modern basketball system yeah it'll be interesting this is his kind of it's for him it's almost last chance ball Mm. so um but you know couple of games now and brad stevens has had him in towards the end so whether it's trust or trial or what it is you know they're giving him a go mm-hmm. we'll have to see how it goes okay we have a nbl player heading over to the nba oh oh 
Yeah, let's roll. Okay. Let's roll, baby. Um, Didi Lazada from the Sydney Kings, a very, very good two-way player. He's heading over to where our friend Brizzy Willie just left. The oh. New Orleans Pelicans, who are very lacking in wing depth right now. So he's been brought over to sort of plug in the gaps there. And, of course, drafted by the Pelicans and stashed over here in the NBL. Um, it made sense to bring him over there. So um, we wish him all the best. I know the Kings are going to miss him, especially with Jarrell Martin out at the moment. But mm. um, great pickup for the Pels. And hopefully, like uh, Jay Sean Tate, he sort of contributes to good basketball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... We've got an NBL player going to the NBA there. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a ex-NBA slash current G League player coming over to a team very near and dear to our hearts, the Brisbane Bullets. Oh, dude, you're killing me. I can't roll on everything. We'll, we'll be here forever. Uh, all right, I'm a sucker for the Brit. I'm a sucker for the Bullets. Let's <laughs> I did, roll. I just come up with good topics, that's all. <laughs> um, now, look... We're, all, all jokes aside, because I could probably do a whole pot on this, but um, BJ Johnson is joining the Brisbane Bullets. Mm-hmm. Um, coming straight over from the... Well, straight over, ended a while ago, but coming from the G League, we've got a 6'7 wing who can contribute at both ends of the floor. Was averaging 20 and 8 in the G League. And mm. look, he's <laughs> reminds me very, very much of a certain Brisbane import that's not playing right now, but... Um, definitely looks and sort of seems like he can fill the shoes of Vic Law there at the moment. Well, that'd be magical. Yeah. I mean, be magical. 20 and 8 in the G League is nothing to scoff at. And he's, he's still a young guy. So he's going to be coming over here wanting to prove himself to get back over to the States. So whatever his best form is, that's what we're likely to see. Beautiful. I've got two more for you, Mal. Two more. Hear me. Two more pick and rolls. And look, we might roll on all of them. It's totally up to you. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. You want to hear a bit more? Mm-hmm. Has. Oh, he don't even know what he's done yet. What's he done? He has bought ownership in a basketball team. Yeah, it's pop. Pop, not interested. Yep. Move, Keep it moving yep. as I wear a D-Wade shirt over here. <laughs> Last and not least, the Boomers have received a boost ahead of the Olympics. The Boomer Boost. Boomer Boost. Uh, all right, roll me. Roll me. <laughs> well, don't say that too much. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we've had announced this week, Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel have committed to playing for the Boomers in the Olympics and are keen to join the team. Are we talking like, you know, have we put pen to paper? Are we talking a pinky swear? Are we talking a, you know, a Trump-esque tweet that will then be deleted or... Look, I wasn't in the room, but I'm going to take Ben on his word here because, you know, he did say he wasn't playing in previous Mm -hmm. tournaments and games and he didn't. So, look, we can take him on his word. Um, Matisse Thibel, great addition. You know, a two-way player. We've just seen um, some highlights from them last week. We'll get to that a bit later. And also, we're sort of just still keeping an eye on this whole Bryce Cotton thing and if he's going to be uh, called into the squad or if he's eligible, etc., etc. So, mm-hmm. big boost for the Boomers with um, Big Ben coming 
and committing himself. Yeah. It's um it's really now or never for the boys, especially, you know, players like Paddy and if he's there, Delhi, if if they want to get that ever elusive medal, it's yeah. this year or it's not happening for him. Yeah. Uh, I can't see him sticking around another three years. That's right. Three years mm. to the next Olympics. Um, yeah, look, fingers crossed. But my, my, as I say every time, mate, my fingers are crossed every time. I watch <laughs> every game. I live every moment. And if it's not this time, well, I'll convince myself it'll be next time and we'll go through this all again. Every four years are in the golden age. <laughs> uh, and I'll, wear, I'll roll out the same jersey and I'll sit with my fingers crossed. And, uh, uh, but that's, that's sports, you know. Mm. If you're a fan, you're a fan. Uh, yeah, good news though. Yeah, well, thanks for um, setting all those solid picks for me, Mel, and... Lots of rolls to the basket tonight. Yeah, so. just the one cheeky pop tonight. <laughs> we'll see if we can um, bore you a bit more next week. Beauty. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. We're going to crack open a brand new segment. In this segment, both me and Dan, we pick one thing, the one thing from the NBA this week that we've seen that we've liked, one thing from the NBL that we've seen that we've liked. Mm-hmm. And because it's the best thing and it's the absolute, oh, creme de la creme, we're going to call this segment Basketball Bacon. <laughs> the absolute best of the best. All right. Well, I'll, I'll jump in, Dan, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'll jump nuts. in with my, with my NBA. Uh, for me, uh, couldn't go past the Jays on the Celtic. On the Celtics, mm-hmm. both just lighting it up at the moment. But the one thing that really stood out was Jalen Brown, 40 points. Homer. I know, <laughs> against the Lakers. Uh, but 17 from 20 shooting, which was a Celtics record of 85% from the field. Oof. Which just, that that's just unheard of sort of figures. Like, I've never shot at that kind of clip and... <laughs> You know, even if we go down to like, you know, four points, that's that's taken me six, seven, eight shots, no matter what. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, for me, that was the bacon. That was cream, you know. Big fella, what do you have? What was your bacon from the NBA? My bacon from the NBA, two guys we literally just spoke about in our yep. pick and roll segment, mm. Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel. Yeah. Both had crazy, ridiculous corner three blocks in the same game. Nice. So Ben Simmons rotating on help defense spikes Patrick Patterson's corner three attempt into the crowd. And not too long after that, we had Matisse Thibel doing the exact same thing to Luke Kennard. So definitely recommend if you haven't seen those blocks, go and look them up because it's, it's great help defense and just crazy athleticism uh, from these two. So yeah, that's they're my favourite clips from the NBA this week. Nice. I mean, we could talk dunks, but you know, there's been a lot of them. There has been. Um, NBL. Who'd you have? Who was your NBL bacon, big man? NBL bacon. Um, I mean, both include Casper Ware. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one little 30-second segment of um, the Kings versus Taipans game in the first quarter. And um, we've got Sean Bruce um, running the ball in transition. Uh, he's, he's running the floor. He spins. He's sort of out of control in the keyway here. Um, jumps, realizes he's in danger, sees Casper in the corner, out of the corner of his eyes. Throws a behind the back pass, um, bounces up into Casper's pocket, and he bangs a three. Ooh. So, you know, it's a bit unorthodox, uh, but pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight pants come down the floor, whatever. Casper <laughs> then gets the ball. Okay, so we come in this next possession. He's bringing the ball down, pulls up around a big screen, and just pulls up from three with 16 seconds still on the shot clock. And as Mike Breen would say, bang! <laughs> so, it was a pretty exciting little, you know, segment of the first quarter there of that game. So, that was pretty exciting. So, that's my takeaway from the NBL this week. Um, yep. Big Dog, what did you get? Uh, mine was a sneaky triple-double Ooh. from none other than William McDowell-White. Yes, our Brizzy Willie. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Unfortunately, it was against also our Brisbane Bullets. Um, but yeah, we won't talk about that game too much. No, 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 no. Uh, what do you have? 10 rebounds, 14 assists, uh, 13 points, but he does play the, you know, he d- does play that point guard position. So um, I wasn't too, you know, even at 13 points, I think he played a very calm, relaxed game. Mm-hmm. Some very good assists in there. Um, which also leads to a sneaky bit of trivia. Very sneaky okay, bit. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Let's do it. Do I have a chance this time? Well, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of up your alley, so look, maybe. Okay. Um, who was the last person in the NBL to get a trip dub? Triple double. Last person to the get a triple double. Last person to get a triple double. Was it this double. season? It was. Um, last person. Southeast Melbourne was the team they played for. Hmm. Not Mitch Creek. No. Kiefer, Kiefer Sykes. Sorry. Kiefer, Kiefer Sykes. Sykes. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Do you That's, know who got... That wouldn't have been my pick. <laughs> no. Um... And th- there's actually not that many triple doubles that actually happen no, in the NBA. Not since Glenn Savile retired. Well, indeed. <laughs> uh, and Sammy Mack, of course. <laughs> Before Kiefer. <laughs> okay. I didn't get that one, so I'm a yeah, good yeah. shot at the next one. No, no. This is actually going back. <laughs> Great. A year. Mm. This person got two triple doubles. They're no longer in the league. Jay Sean Tate. Lamello Ball. <laughs> Two games he played, was it? <laughs> well done, bud. And going back one more, um, one of our Brisbane Bullets, back when he was in Adelaide, playing out of his skin right now. That would have to be um, Nathan Sobey, I presume. 100%, young man. 100%. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately... In a weird way, there's 
a Brisbane connection to a couple of those triple doubles, yeah, even we'll, though they haven't been by we'll claim it. current players. So, hey, you know, a connection's a connection. McDowell yeah. White is known universally as a Brizzy Willy. That's all I hear. That's all I hear <laughs> everywhere I go. So we will claim it just like Australia claims Russell Crowe. He isn't Australian? <laughs> who knows? Depends who you ask. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the end of Basketball Bacon. Mm. Don't lie. That don't lie. That's right, it's time to come back to the league we love. The sweet, sweet... Well, now that it's not just D, but we're about to have a massive Johnson as well. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm right. not getting started. On... <laughs> no, not getting started on the Let's Johnson? Let's let him get on the court and play first. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, review the round that was round 14. Mm. Mate, what happened out there? 36ers, bit of a weird round for them, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat the Phoenix, which is, you know, a good win for a team trying to just battle back into playoff contention here, but then they lost to the Taipans. Mm. Um, now Cam Oliver, massive in this game, 25 and 16. In what's turning out to was sort of his last uh, hurrah, um, uh, along with the Kings game, he's had to sadly head back to the States. Um, his wife, who's pregnant, is having some medical issues. So, obviously, mm, family good. comes first, 100%. And, yep, yep. Um, you know, Cairns was very supportive in their statements, and, you know, they fully support this decision. So, Cam Oliver will be missed. Um, the shining beacon of light in Cairns this season. Mm. Um, he's been amazing all year, but he's had to head back to the States. So, um, you know, he's he's done for now. But um, up and down week for the 36ers there. Um, and your boy, old Giddy. Giddy. And, and Big Johnson, of course. Mm. Um Next up, the the Kings week. They had two wins over the Taipans and the Phoenix. Oh, so they were a roll, weren't they? Not a good week for the old Phoenix. So we won't spend a lot of time on them. But mm. um, Lazada, who you know we've just said is heading over to New Orleans, they obviously liked what they saw from him. Twenty eight and eight in this one, and um, Kick It and Newly both adding seventeen off the bench um, in these it. games as well. Yeah, Kick It. Old Brizzy Bullet name there. Yeah, yep. Played up here not that long ago. Mm. Um, old Brad Newley still getting around. He's he's been around forever. <laughs> he was he was on the Townsville teams I used to love so much. And, yeah. You know, then he went to um, the Houston Rockets, and then I believe Turkey. I want to say before Turkey. landing. Mm. I think it was Galatasaray. I want to say, but. I, cannot confirm yeah. um but then coming back to the nbl and he's just he's had a really nice career brad and he's shown you know basketball can just take you all around the world so mm-hmm. i'm sure he's enjoyed his career and he's still contributing to winning basketball so well, that's hey, great look, as well look at us mate it, it takes us all around brisbane you know? <laughs> yeah yeah brisbane's a gorgeous part of the world tick <laughs> yep come see us mm-hmm. um you know, might be some Olympics coming here sometime soon. Who knows? Yeah, you, yeah, we might be involved as <laughs> volunteers. <laughs> Extreme volunteers. We might even be paying our way. <laughs> and like way behind the scenes. <laughs> um, and what Mal means by behind the scenes is we'll be watching on TV. Yep. Uh, yep. However, 
Um, a few other things from the Kings week. Um, interesting that they're they're moving on up without mm-hmm. Jarrell Martin. They're going to have to keep doing that without Jarrell Martin and Lazada, obviously. So, look, you did have a career high from Casper this week. He dropped 40 points um, mm. when his team was really struggling and needed... That extra push, of course, my dark horse for MVP. Who knows? Just like Steph Curry, Casper might be uh, carving out a little story for himself. Look, you well, never know, mate. You never know. Keep an eye. Mm-hmm. But, Mel, mm-hmm. um, speaking of trivia... Oh, goody. <laughs> my turn to get you back. Goody, good, good. Um, this is just a quick one. Mm-hmm. So, Casper Ware got a career high for the Kings at 40 points. Yep. That is not the Sydney Kings record for points in a game. Okay. Can you name the player that holds the record and the points total? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. The yeah. the player that holds the record will be obvious when you think of it. We have mentioned this person on the show. Well, um, my first guess was going to be Shane Hill. That is correct. Beautiful. The Hammer. The Hammer, indeed. Um, luscious blonde tips. Yeah, keeping the peroxide business in the game. <laughs> Can you have a have a wild guess at what the Kings' record for points in a game is? Uh, so what did Casper do? Forty. Forty. What was Hammer's best in a Kings jersey? Forty-one. Close. Forty-two. It's fifty-one. Ah, oh. yeah, fifty banger. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, just for a little added bit of trivia here, mm-hmm. I was just, I just, you know, as we do when we start nerding out over basketball, we just end up down this rabbit warren. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I'm twelve tabs <laughs> deep. Um, yeah. So Hammer's record was fifty-one points. I was then looking at all the players who've had 50-point games in the NBL, just just out of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Gaze, do you think he's had a 50-point game or not? My heart says yes. My head says no. Andrew Gaze, to his name, has 12 50-point NBA game, uh, NBL games, not NBA. So 12 times he scored over 50 points in the NBL. I, I would never have guessed that. I'm not even going to pretend I would have. That's why I almost always go with my heart, except for this one time. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Brain. Good job. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Good on him. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> He's phenomenal. That, that A lot is... of them were 50-51, but still, that's... 12 more than I have and ever will have. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, wow. they don't call him the, the NBL goat for nothing, I guess. Well, no. You know, then that, that grey mane of his also has it Look, I, I knew oft like, I guess at my age was sort of the back end of his career. He was still really good and winning, mm. but it wasn't his prime, like, 80s then 90s I was too young mm. um, but on the back end of the 90s early 2000s you know I'd often see him drop 30 maybe 40 but he also had D-Mac and Lennard and Mark mm-hmm. Bradkey and I was just like I doubt he really had that many 50 point games yeah he had 12 of them so there you go um, yeah there's a reason Gazy he got buckets at that many Olympics and just like he's just hasn't gone away from Australian basketball. And like, won't. 
he he either coaching, commentating, coaching again, commentating again. Mm-hmm. Like he's feels like he's almost always in some sort of ad campaign. Like at the moment, he's you know got an ad, was it with sports bet. Mm-hmm. He's the coach of the I don't know. They're sitting in office chairs, shooting into rolled up bits of paper into a. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like it's just, and that's got to cut. Like that's got to come from just how amazing he was. Just pure love of the game. Mm. Mm. And you know how everyone just loves him, as they should. Mm. I mean, never put a foot wrong, and yeah, absolutely yep. great guy. Couldn't couldn't meet a nicer bloke. Um, so he deserves everything he gets. That that's good. <laughs> so, <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, the old Hawks. Uh, it's a bit of a tough week this week, taking losses to the Wildcats and Melbourne United, the two top teams in the league. Yeah, they're going to be tough outs from here to the end. Both mm. those teams, Perth and United. Yeah, well, United. I believe that's eight in a row now. Yep, so it's eight wins in a row. The next best streak is two, held by the Kings and a team we're about to bring up that not many people at home would guess right now. No. Until I said they won't guess it. Well, it's, it's the NBL. They don't have 30-odd teams. so it's, <laughs> You've yeah. Yeah. You got a pretty good um, chance of guessing, don't you? One in, one in nine. You do a bit. Well, let's talk about their first game. Uh, the break is... Unfortunately, they did beat the Bullets. They are spanked our Bullets, unfortunately. Unfortunately, they did. It was um, never competitive. It was very tough to watch. But, you know, there were some wins. You had Hodgson in the third quarter. Mm. Absolute money quarter. We seem to just have someone pop off in the third mm. quarter every time. Let's, let's do it all four, boys. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Hodgson was, you know, really big the whole quarter. Sobe had elements. Mm-hmm. And, oh... Can I get a weakness when he's in broken play? <laughs> Can I get a weakness? You know what? Uh, when when he's got the ball in broken play and mm-hmm. like just that help D stepping up, it's a it's as if he's half a step faster. He just you know weaves away to the basket or um, you know dishes off at the last. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous to watch at times. Very sure. fast, hey! Mm. Crazy. We did also talk about uh, our Brisbane Willie with the triple dub. Um, he actually got his 10th rebound to bring up the triple dub and the song they played in the background was Daryl Braithwaite Horses. I thought that was, you know, <laughs> that was an element to the game. That You know, that, that was a nice touch, whether that was deliberate or not, God knows. Um, while the, uh, while the uh, breakers did get up, unfortunately one of my favourite players on, well, my favourite player on the breakers, a genuine journeyman jared weeks unfortunately yeah. didn't get to play uh which is a shame i do actually have his jersey and he's a, he's a little bit like um taco fall for the celtics at times he, he tends to only <laughs> kind of get you know garbage time minutes yeah, yeah. of late which is a shame um but when i say journeyman he really has been um he's played for the breakers for the last three years he was in the uh, played for Taipans for the two years before that. He was mm-hmm. at the Hawks for a year, and he spent the uh, first three years in the league with the Kings. Yep. Um, and yeah, some of the if you look at his points totals and you know things like that, it, it's not great. But the thing I really like about him, 
I always kind of saw a little bit of myself in him in a silly sort of way. Mm -hmm. Didn't get a lot of minutes, worked for what he got, hustled on D and, you know, didn't get a lot of love. But, like, you know, he signed my jersey. He was almost... It was one of those weird moments where I went, uh, you know, which we only get in the NBL. We're able to go down to the court, get, get, get jerseys and things signed. He was a little bit like, oh, okay, yep. Oh, you've actually bought my jersey. Oh, um, <laughs> right. They yeah. sell them? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, really nice guy. Um, turns out he actually went to, played a bit of uni ball with um, uh, my brother, my brother's now fiancé. Um, back in the day, they played at the same uni, so a bit of a family tie there. But there yeah, unfortunately, he didn't get on. But yeah, you know, they they beat us. Um, turnover points was, you know, as Lamana said in the presser afterwards, was what really killed us, unfortunately. But well, uh, good yeah. good news for the Breakers and Perth game, mate. He mm-hmm. he did get on the court. Ooh. Played played a minute hey. and. and Gave a foul. That's, oh, that's what you love to see in the league of defense. If you get a minute on the court, you better give up a foul. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You gotta, um, you've got to get on the score sheet somehow. Even if it's a technical, get on there. <laughs> do something. Like, you did something. You contributed. Yeah. Um, but bigger talking points from that game. Old um, Brizzy Willie had a tough one, so we'll leave him alone there. But yep. Colton Iverson dr- dragging down 17 rebounds. Oh. He's had a couple of big rebound games this year. And mm-hmm. um, Levi Randolph coming off the bench in this one, shooting nearly 70% from the field oh. and giving his team 23 points in 27 minutes. So mm. that's a huge contribution, um, you know, especially if Corey Webster's not going to be lights out every night. It's good to know you just got someone else that can just casually get your point a minute um, yeah. every now and then. Yeah, which is <laughs> what you need, you know. <laughs> need someone to be able to do it. Well. Um, so look, so, some interesting results and then some not so shocking ones, but mm. no big shakeups on the lattice, um, this week. Um, you did have the Kings jumping the Hawks, uh, on a one less loss, but they've, the Kings have played one less game than the Hawks. The Bullets, they're holding tight onto that six and final spot there, but the 36 is a breathing down their necks. So mm. the Bullets, they're going to have to um, lift their game. The, um, BJ coming in, he's going to have to quarantine for a bit and pass protocols before he takes the floor. But hopefully once he's out there, he'll be contributing as well. And we really got to you know dig in and win these last few rounds to you know nail down that um, playoff spot. Yeah, look, and... You know, I'll be actually going to the game on Sunday. Um, Ooh, against the Wildcats. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. This will be uh, this will be the daughter's first game. So oh, special moment. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, that's 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 the kind of encouragement and sort of stuff that they need to, you know, really pull out a win and get it done. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers eh? crossed. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have to... Oh, sorry. I think... No, it's the Phoenix. They play Perth in Perth. Ah, And yep. then the Phoenix 
Let me just look up. Yeah, they play the Phoenix on Sunday. On Sunday, yep. Yeah. So, unfortunately, you won't get to see your boy uh, Cotton. Mm. But you'll get to see my guy, Tarangi. Maybe he'll put on a show. <laughs> well, I'll have to, you know, I'll have to definitely have my eyes on because he probably won't be on the court for very long. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we're going to need the likes of Sobi, Kadi, mm-hmm. boys, get them up, fire away. Yeah. Um, let, let's go. Let's get let's get some wins on the board. More than capable of doing it. We just got to string four quarters together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Can Hodger, another money quarter. Every quarter. <laughs> Every quarter. <laughs> Time to crack open the mailbag. This week's mailbag question comes from uh some people call him Well, let's let's not say what some people call him. Um, <laughs> let's say what the other people call him. Yeah. His mum calls him Chris. Um, <laughs> my, What's his government name? <laughs> Christopher Leslie Crawford. There we go. Uh, uh, which NBL players could be NBA ready and what team would mm. you put them on? Interesting question. Um, I, I chose a particular player we've actually already talked about here this evening. Um I actually went with uh, Will McDowell White. Oh, Brizzy Willie Love, oh, twice on the show. I know, right? Um, while I don't necessarily think he's completely ready, I've also got him going to a team that's tanking. So, you know, that'll help. Uh, <laughs> Which one? That's, exactly. That's exactly. Good question. Um, I've actually got him going to Houston. Ooh. So I'm going to line him up. With Jay Sean. Um, line him up behind, you know, you've got people like John Wall. Mm-hmm. So there's some real experience there. They're already tanking the season. They don't care if they win. And with the Olympics coming up, it seems like every time there's an Olympics or a world champs or a world cup, there's an Aussie player who plays out of their skin and either gets an NBA contract or is NBA like scouted by the NBA in a big way. Mm-hmm. So why not take a chance? Hey, Brockoff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, take a chance, take a punt. You're already, you know, scrubbing the season anyway. Grab a guy like Will, Will McDowell White. He's already had some G League experience. Give him a little bit of a run for the rest of the season. See how he goes. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out, no big deal. It doesn't work out. You haven't lost anything. You've already, like, the season's already gone. So... For me, like I don't see it as a, you know, as a lose lose much, but yeah, that that's who I went with. Will McDowell. Okay. Um, people may have already forgotten that there's already a boomer um, point guard on the Houston Rockets. He just can't get on the court, and it's yeah. Mister Exum, who mm. just yeah struggling to get on the court, but Will is obviously roaring and ready to go. Mm. So. We're definitely advocates for our Brizzy Willies, both of them. So, um, Magne, I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> I hope you recover well, mate. I know he's, he's staying in the States to recover from his uh, bone spurs and his feet, but um, all the best to him, and hopefully he gets another shot as well. Um, look, my guy that I would say is NBA ready is now in the States as we speak. Um, not for a good reason, of course. And look, when I did this 
when I came up with this, I didn't want to include anyone that's already played in the NBA, like Drell Martin, Mitch Creek, Tyler Harvey, um, or no one super obvious like Bryce Cotton or Josh Giddy, who's going to get drafted there mm. this year. So went with someone sort of not completely crazy, but just off the star track there. And I've gone with Cam Oliver from from Cairns, who's now back in the States, as we mentioned earlier. So he's at... I don't know in the NBA. I'd say he's probably more of a four. He gives you that little little dirty work like Rodman. Um, got that soft touch around the rim. Some huge athleticism. Some ginormous dunks he's thrown down this year. Um, so I think he's going to give you energy at both ends. Sort of similar to a Brandon Clark at the Grizzlies in a way. And I've got him running with the young OKC Thunder, another tankathon team. So I've got him running out there with Shay and and the meme, the goat, Lou Dort. <laughs> so, you know. Definitely won't be running with Al Horford. <laughs> no, 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 no. Al Horford's not doing any running at all, mm. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see Cam Oliver in the NBA, but... You know, I think he'd fit well with the young Thunder there. They're developing. They play fast. They play dirty. In lot, not in terms of like cheating, but they, they love that dirty work and hustle like Dort, obviously. So, um, yeah, that, that's my answer there, Christopher. So, thanks for a great question. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Ball Don't Lie Australia, Mal. Oof. Racking them up, baby. Yeah. Here we go. Um, guess we just thank everyone for listening, like usual. It's great having you all. And, you know, we are tracking the data and how many people are listening, where you're from, wee wee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, still haven't heard from our Frenchie or our Colombian out there, so... You know, maybe if you were just a one-episode listener, that might explain that. But if you're still listening, please send us a message. We'd love to hear exactly where you're from and, you know, what you like hearing about. And yeah, and just the sheer analytics of how you found us. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be good to know. Um, but for all of you that um, have been listening for a while or if you're a new listener... Make sure you head over to the Ball Don't Lie Australia Facebook page. Chuck us a like and a follow. Um, there are, you know, member exclusives that come out through the week. We just did our top three poster dunks um, via a mailbag question this week. Quite often we'll share replays and highlights from NBA and NBL. And coming up next week, mm-hmm. Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Brisbane, Australia time. Yes, I do have to mention Australia because we are international, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you will want to be tuning in live. Um, take note, if you're an international listener, you will not care too much for our announcement. So, But you feel free to join us nonetheless. Look, mate. <laughs> maybe maybe they will love our announcement <laughs> especially for everyone in australia and new zealand um tune in seven thirty brisbane time next tuesday okay we have a announcement coming up it's very exciting so big fellow is it seven or seven thirty I believe it was 7.30. <laughs> I 
Because <laughs> we've said we've said seven, and then we've said seven. Oh, have I said both? In, yes, in we, this we've, little... we've just said both. Yes. Oh, oh, well, that's good. Lucky I don't like confuse people. Yeah. I have looked up the member exclusive event on Facebook, oh. which does say seven thirty p.m. Uh-huh. Okay, so we are sticking with seven thirty p.m. nineteen thirty in um, twenty four hour time. Yes, somehow I got that correct. <laughs> um, so please join us. Big announcement coming next week. And follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And just in the meantime, until next week, just remember, that ball don't lie. Never does. See, that just sounds better. What, what do we have to run? Oh. Oh, just I just don't get it. <laughs>